The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. We still think we were right. We think we were right for the reasons why we joined it. We think we were right for the reasons why we left it. And we've stayed involved on the left. I've never been sorry that I joined the party. And I've never separated myself from this sense of being part of that tradition of the communist movement. And I still feel called to to defend it. Well, that's an excerpt from a programme going out on TG Car tonight at half past nine. It's called Reds Naharan. And how close did they come to turning Ireland from green to red? Well, the director of the programme, Kevin Brandigan, is here to talk about Reds Naharan. Kevin, good morning. Morning, Pat. Uh, thanks for having me in. Much appreciated. Now, let's talk about that voice we heard. Who was that? That was the voice of Helena Sheehan and... Um, I suppose through the course of making any documentaries, you, the, the best thing about making it is you get to go into people's homes, go into people's personal spaces and talk to invariably interesting people. And Helene is one of the most interesting people I've met in my life. Her yeah, life her, story is extraordinary. Her life story is amazing. And she actually has a, a, a book out, I think, called Navigating the Zeke Guys, uh, if you can find it in, a, in bookshops. But uh, you can hear in her voice that she obviously has an American accent. She's born in Philadelphia. Her When she's born, her father's actually off fighting in the Pacific uh, in World War II. You know, so she has that lineage stretching right back. She becomes a nun very early on in uh, when she gets out of school. She's a nun by like 19 in an enclosed order. Uh, she's one of these people who has to like throw themselves fully at any idea that they have. When she comes out of it, she kind of, Vatican II happens and she moves away from being a nun and then throws herself at the emerging new left in America at the time. And, you know, all that, all the connotations of that, like, you know, dope smoking and being a hippie. But I think uh, Helena went more on the old school uh, kind of communist mm. 1930s vibe of the new left. She then comes to Ireland joins the IRA very quickly on having landed in Ireland, uh, goes through that kind of uh, period of time and kind of the feud, the officials and the INLA kind of feud happens and her and a couple of other people kind of like move away from militant republicanism and she ends up in the Communist Party and then, you know, her life takes on a different trajectory. So it's like, American, nun, IRA, Communist Party. It's a, you know, it just keeps coming. She, she's thrown herself at life, you know. <laughs> now, the the Communist Party of Ireland, um, mm-hmm. you know, you could have fitted them all in uh, screen five in the Odeon, you know, that kind of way. Uh, it wasn't a huge movement. It wasn't a huge movement, but I think that even though it hasn't been a huge movement on the island, it doesn't negate the fact that it's had uh, incredibly dedicated and, uh, you know, people who were who were really true themselves at it and, and, and who, in the course of it, you know, in the course of their, like, dedication to this thing, it encompassed their whole lives. And you, you have people like, in, you'll see in the film tonight, like Sean Edwards, who's this kind of really quiet, unassuming guy. His father had fought in the Spanish Civil War, uh, Frank, and he came back. And then when Sean was 18, Sean's still alive. Sean joined the Communist Party when he was 18. Sean uses his white skin uh, to go down to set apartheid South Africa under the guise of, under the, the leadership of Joe Slovo, who's, like, second to Nelson Mandela, and, like, hang banners on Boer Independence Day of ANC, ANC fights and stuff like that. So even though it's not a huge movement or it's not a huge political party, it's had a lot of people who have done and still continue to do very interesting and live very full lives within it. Um, the leader of the Communist Party, as I knew him, was Michael O'Reardon. Yeah. Uh, he was he was leader for a long, long time. A long, long time. And, I, like, Michael passed away in, I think, 2006. But he's kind of like, to to use it, to borrow a phrase from Marx, he's kind of like a spectre that hangs across this film. Like, his archive of him keeps coming, coming back and keeps coming through the film. 
and I suppose just a potted history of, of Mick O'Reardon, like he went down to Spain and he fought against the fascists, he fought against Franco uh, in the Spanish Civil War, he comes back to Ireland, he's interned, and then he kind of like relaunches the communist movement. Now the communist movement in Ireland kind of had, it's like the French Republic, it had many stages. It's in its third stage now, the Communist Party of Ireland, it's an all-Ireland party. It would stretch its history back to 1921, back to the Civil War, Roddy Connolly, and then again Jim Larkin Jr. set it up again. And then in 1970 the CP... I, the CP, the Communist Party of Northern Ireland and the, and the various left-wing guys in the South kind of join up and Mick O'Reardon is the driving force of that. Some people in the film kind of criticise him say he's very much Moscow's man um, and, the, and, and, and nearly at one point in history... Forget, I mean, this yeah. business of James Connolly, mm. um, you know, we, uh, I joked yesterday about the Skibbereen Eagle keeping an eye on things going on mm-hmm. in Moscow, but, I mean, they seem to be aware of the activities, you know, in the revolution in Russia, they seem yeah. to be aware of the existence of James Connolly. Oh, totally. Um, at, at one of the very first voices in the film is a, is another piece of archive. It's, it's Roddy Connolly Jr. Roddy is obviously the, the son of James Connolly. Roddy fought in the GPO as like lieutenant of a boys' corps, age 15, alongside his father. Within a couple of years of the East Horizon, Roddy is making numerous trips over and back to Russia where he actually meets Lenin. And I think that's where we get the anecdote that Lenin spoke English with a rat mind's accent. Um, so, like, the, Lenin was very supportive of, of James Connolly. Uh, some of the other Bolsheviks weren't. They saw kind of East Horizon and Irish independence as a bourgeois nationalist or whatever. But um, it's, 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 it's a party, the CP is a party that has very much entangled itself with Moscow, even though at various stages in its in its lifespan, it has criticised Moscow, but it very much entangled yeah. inside now, it. You, you point out that uh, they were fated in Moscow when delegates from the Irish Communist Party go off to Moscow mm. on a visit. They're treated like heads of a state. Yeah, um, I suppose Helena points that out in the film. It's it's around about the time that she becomes not disillusioned with the idea of communism, but maybe with the, with the structure of the party. Is that like, you know... I suppose this is the center. Uh, Moscow is the center, and all like May Day parades and stuff like that, and conferences. All the parties from around the world come to the center. Um, but it's very much, uh, you know, heads of the party of what might have a hundred people or so in the republic going to Moscow and being treated like heads of state. But I suppose they were the, you know, they were the voice of communism in Ireland, and mm. here they are going to the yeah, center. One of your contributors' remarks that mm. um, we were small, uh, we knew that, but we had behind us, yeah this huge monolith that was the Soviet Union in all its pomp. Um, However, um, when the fall of the wall happened and all the fissures in communism Mm. as implemented in in Russia particularly were exposed, a lot of them were bitterly disappointed by what they found. I think Ono Muruku being one of those, he's featured, he used to have him regularly on the front line. Um, he, He was bitterly disappointed at the corruption, I suppose. Yeah, he says in the film how he didn't actually realise the system had become so rotten and it wasn't until... And a, and a, a lot of them, there's a, another contributor in the, in the film, Linda Walker from uh, Belfast, and, and she says that she kind of slept walk through the 90s. And it's interesting to hear people talk about the fall of the Berlin Wall and the fall of communism, whereas, you know, we we only hear people say that this was an ecstatic, joyous moment than to hear people say the opposite thing of like, oh, this is actually my life, my world falling apart, my world... It, it's, it's as if, like... People say the Catholic Church in Ireland is finished, but it hasn't. There's still a Pope, there's still a Vatican. Imagine if that world ended. Imagine if that world finished, how you how you would feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. as an outpost of yeah. an, a now non-existent Catholic Church in Rome, mm. uh, how would you um, persevere? Uh, it's remarkable. You say there is a Communist Party of Ireland still. It's now nationwide, island-wide. 
uh, yeah, Pat, if, if you want to join, I'll get you a membership <laughs> card. But um, yeah, no, there's still a communist party. They have a, a bookshop in on Essex Street, very nice bookshop in Essex Street with a little uh, theatre at the back and stuff like that. But I think there's about 100 to 150 maybe members. But it's funny, like the age groups is like, you know, people in their 20s. Then there's a big gap, and then it's people who have been soldiering from yeah. the time of the, of the of the Soviet Union. Now, how did they manage to to cope with the disillusionment uh, of the Soviet Union and its dis- it dismantling? Because, um, you know, in classic Russian style, uh, they airbrushed Trotsky out of a famous picture mm-hmm. uh, because he was no longer persona grata. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what what did they say about? what happened and all of the the fights and causes that were espoused by this very corrupt organization which was the Soviet Communist Party well I think everyone in the film you know even though they may uh, some of them still are pro Soviet Union and pro USSR and will defend it you know but I think everyone in the film um, you know they still hold the ideas that they held in their younger years but they just seem very disillusioned with the fact that this ended and uh, you have to think about it like if you were to throw say 20 30 years of what would have been your young life at this thing if you were like to vehemently be defending it all the time like you know coming on talk shows or just in your day-to-day existence and then for it to crumble and and ebb away and for everyone to turn around and go oh i told you you were wrong all along like it would be a, a severe hit to take everyone in the film stayed involved in the left really though you know in some guys whether in trade unions or uh, merging away into the labor party or something like that um, but you have to look at Ireland in, say, 1989. The Communist Party may have been small, but there was another party the, who, who also espoused Marxist-Leninism, the Workers' Party. They had seven TDs elected in 1989. By 1992, that, that party is gone as well. It's Prunches yeah. de Ross and everyone else has, has moved yeah, over. I think there were some embarrassing moments when some of the officials of the Workers' Party were spotted by someone in a lift in Moscow. Yes, and I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah. about talking Irish. Yes, yeah. <laughs> someone interrupted <laughs> and said "Conestatu" or "Tom whatever yeah. it was. Anyway, this is happening tonight. Yes, on uh, TG Cahar, and it's called Reds Neheron. You've another magnum opus in progress as well. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it also deals with someone who wore red, Kevin Moore, and uh, kind of a, a, yeah, a documentary about Kevin Moore, and it's out on Monday night on RTE, and it's uh, you know two All Irelands and uh, two FA Cup winners medals. So. Well, he well he didn't join the Communist Party. He was he was doing other stuff as well, you know. Join the Reds. All join right. the Reds. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Brandingham, director of Reds and Heron, on TG Car tonight at half past nine. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin, for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.